Hi guys, it's your girl star Erica and you are listening in or watching episode five of Suddenly Still Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss parent hurt. I feel like parent hurt is one of those topics that is very near and dear to me, but also to the world as a whole. At some point, I feel like every child has been affected by their parent, whether good or bad. And the biggest thing about that is acknowledgement. You have to first acknowledge as a parent that you have may ha that you may have hurt your child. And then as a child, you have to un you have to also realize that there is some parent hurt there. We're going to navigate both avenues and how we can navigate this together to bridge bridge that gap so that we can kind of get over that parent hurt from our childhood trauma where it stood still. And we're now moving forward. Parent hurt is one of those things that are just kind of like swept under the rug in families. Um, I feel like for me as a child, there are some things that I experienced that I felt like molded me to who I am today, whether good or bad. For example, I didn't have an upbringing to where I had a voice. As a child, it was whatever grandparents, parents say, it was that. You really couldn't communicate with them in a way that was progressive. It was either you're being disrespectful or you're, be you're being too grown or you have all these labels instead of being a child that's trying to get their point across. I feel like being that we were unheard as children, we become loud adults, if that makes sense. We're one of the, we can't properly communicate because we were so unheard back then that now now, as adults, we don't know how to talk properly because we automatically defend ourselves because we have been defensive of ourselves for so long. To the people that are supposed to have listened, to the people that are supposed to have heard us, to the people that were supposed to take action, they did not do that. Instead, they swept what we felt like under the rug because what they say, went, that was the highway. That was it. And for us, it was even as simple as, I'm full. Your parents will be like, or your grandparents. Parents are not just the parents that birthed you. It could be whoever raised you. It could be your grandparents. It could be your uncles, aunt, whomever was your guardian. They will tend to say, hey, you got to finish your food. There's people in Africa that don't have food. Guilt tripping us into being obese because we're also eating now more than we should be eating. Our stomachs are full. Let us ask for seconds. They fixed us too much. Now they're mad that we, didn't, that we wanted just a little bit more, but they filled our place. Is that I'm, I, I, you can't have a say-so type of, like, that type of place or that type of disconnect when it came down to parents. We didn't have a say-so as a child, so now we're so loud as adults. We can't communicate right. We're automatically going to defend. We don't listen because we were never listened to. That's a problem. You have to understand that. That's, a, that's the disconnect. Also, as a parent, you have to also not just listen to your child, but listen to your adult child as well. Because sometimes a lot of action that they do, a lot of things that they do as adults trigger from being a child that was just, you know, they weren't being disrespectful. But because they feel like now that they're grown, you have to listen to them. Because the, your reasoning for when they were a child and you didn't listen is because they were a child. So now that they feel like they're an adult, they're more adult than you. Or they're just as equal as you. And it's your fault. Why? Because you should have listened to them as a child. You should have allowed them to speak. You should have allowed them to communicate. It's ways to be their friend and their parent. I feel like parents were so scared of being their child's friend because they didn't want their child to grow up and feel like they're to be played with. But that's not the case. I feel like with my child, 
I'm always going to be her friend. I'd rather be her very best friend to be exact because me being her friend is a choice. Me being her mother is what I was supposed to be. So therefore, I would never not be her mother, but there might be times that I won't be her friend. So in the moments that I'm her friend and she wants me there as her friend, I'm going to do that because I'm that one friend that's going to keep it real with her. I'm the one friend that's going to guide her. I'm the one friend that's going to help her. I'm the one friend that's going to be there through thick and thin. I'm her friend. It's okay to be your child's friend. You should be their very first friend, if not other, if no other. Because in the end of the day, you're the first person to come to for comfort. You're the first person to come to when they have bad news, good news. You're their first person. And if you break that bond while they're young and they're children, and once you hurt them, it's going to be hard for them to come open up to you. You have to watch how you handle your child. Watch how you handle your child. If your child comes to you with a situation, like, for example, my child went to school. She came to me and said, Mommy, there was a child at the school. I ain't going to say the child's name. There was a child on the playground that said, Hey, can we play Mama and Daddy? My baby said, No, we can't play Mama and Daddy because that's a grown folks game. But when I turn 16, we can play. Why do I know that? Why do I know that? Because my child came home and told me the whole thing. Did I, re did I react internally? Yes, because I'm like, Oh, my God, they're in VPK. Why are they talking about Mama and Daddy? However, I also realized I can't always be there. Her response was the response that she knew. So instead of scolding her for responding how she did, I cheered her on positively and also told her the right way. For one, you're right. It's a grown folks game. It's not for you. Also, not when you turn 16 because you're still going to be a child or a teenager at that point. It's more so something you're worried about when you're an adult, a full adult. For now, I'm so proud that you did not play the game. And also, that's just, that's just not a game for kids. The fact that she knew that it wasn't a game for kids was good enough for me. It's, it's all about communicating. What if I would have scolded her? Oh, my God. Da, 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 da. Or even when my child came home, you know, oh, there's a boy that likes me. Huh? You're, you're five. You're four. What? Instead of doing that, baby, we don't look girls, you know, at your age, we're not, we're not, we're not focusing on boyfriends. We're not doing that. You know, when you're older, however old you be, we'll discuss it at that time. But right now, baby girl, you focus on school. You, because first of all, you can't shield your child from the world. You have to be the one to teach them. There's so much that's in front of them these days that, you know, in the end of the day, if you want them to be able to follow whatever morals and values that you want to instill in your child, because again, your child is going to make their own decision no matter what. You have to, your job is to support them, nurture them, be their friend, be their parent, but also be their teacher. You're also supposed to teach them life skills. You're supposed to teach them about these things. So then when they do get older, you've taught them the way that you know. And then when they learn the way that they know or whatever route that they decide to take, you can't say that you didn't attempt to try. Because a lot of times our children don't know. So they only go by what their friends tell them. And then they can't come talk to you because every time they come talk to you, you're yelling or you're judging them or you're whatever. It's like your child, you have to be a safe haven for your child. Even with information you don't want to know. It's, it's like so much going on in the world. You're not going to always agree. You're not going to always like it. You're not going to like what your child, your decisions your child makes. You're not going to like what your child does, you know, what they like, what they don't like. You're not going to, they're, they're their own individual. But in the end of the day, learning that individual and growing with them will help y'all so much when it comes down to parenting. Also, understand that when your child comes to you and say, hey, you did this to me or this affected me when I was 10 years old. They might be 25 now, but it affected me. Acknowledge it. 
you know what? I did not know it affected you. I did not mean for it to affect you the way it did. And I apologize if it affected you. Instead of saying, you ain't feel that. That didn't happen. I didn't do that. You don't know what you did because it probably wasn't intentional. You didn't even try to do that. Your job is not to hurt your child, but you have hurt your child. Also, children, children at any age, you're, kids at any age, children at any age, you could be 30 years old, you're somebody's child, 50, 75 years old, you're somebody's child. If you want to come to your parent, have some grace with them. You have to realize your parents nine times out of ten had you before they would turn 21, before they turned 25. You got to realize they were growing up too. Your parents were growing up too. They didn't, they didn't know that they hurt you. They didn't know. They didn't know, but the way you come at them is not going to help them receive that they hurt you because now you're trying to hurt them because you were hurt, but that's not the way. See, hurt people hurt people, but hurt people don't get no resolution from a hurt person that they hurt. Remember that. So your job is not to go back and hurt them because they hurt you. Come to them with grace. Understanding that, Mom, you know what, Dad, you know what? I didn't, you wasn't there for me as a child. You could, I felt like you could have did so much more for me as a child, but I appreciate you here. Now, see, a lot of parents, they don't be good parents when they're parents, but they be great grandparents. But now you don't want them in your child's life because they wasn't in your life. See, they can't go back and be in your life. Now you're letting your child, you're, you're causing your child to be hindered you hindering their growth because children be loving their grandparents. And then I know you, I know as children or, you know, as people, we look at our parents like, dang, you ain't, you want to let us get away with that. If, it, if we was their age, you used to tear us up, but they're not the same people no more. They don't respond the same no more. They're not tearing the, the grandkids up. Like they tore us up. It's nothing to be mad about. You're growing. They grew. Now they are the parent. They're the grandparent that, that, that you wish they were to you as a parent. It's okay. It's like you have to let that go. That, that also becomes jealousy and envy, whether you realize it or not. You're envious of the relationship that your parent had with your child because they didn't have it with you. That's like a man leaving you for someone else, and you felt like you deserved the good him. And why did he give the best him to another person? Well, that was the person that he was meant to be good for. When he was with you, he was 17. He, he's with her, and now he's 28. He's grown now. He's 10 years older now. He didn't know how to be... 28 year old him when he was 17 and vice versa she didn't know how to be 28 year old her when she was 17 so if you give men and women grace like that give your parents some grace they had you at 17 18 now they 40 50 years old they didn't know how to be 40 and 50 when they was 18 19 20 shoot 25 I look at people in their 20s and I'm like geez they so young realizing that wait I was there too I, I, I ain't that far and it's like wow just to look at my mom, you know what I'm saying, had me at 19. I'm pretty, I can't imagine. And I, I watched my mom work. When I tell you my mom worked so much, y'all, my mom got degrees. I can brag on my mom. I love me and my mom are like this. That's my best friend. When I tell you my best, 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 best friend, my best friend. Mom, I watched my mom work so hard. Work, work, work so hard. And that's why I am how I am. I all, she showed me education was the way. Regardless of how you got it, you're gonna get it. Also, working. Working was the way to get what you want in life. So I, I learned that from my mom. I did. However, because my mom worked so hard, I didn't see her that much. I didn't see her that much. My mom was not an affectionate mom to where she told us she loved us a lot. My mom wasn't huggy and touchy. You come try to hug her, she, eh, go ahead and get off me. Because she had parent her herself. As a child, for me, it, it became normal. My mom ain't no hugger. Don't go hug her. My friends come over, uh-uh, you better not go hug my mama. My, or, you know, I'm out, you know, parents, they, my friends, they with their family, they with their mom, you know what I'm saying? My mom at work because she got to provide for us. She wasn't a bad mom because she was doing that. However, 
I was lonely as a child. I had siblings, but I always wanted my mom. I had to understand because that's what that's the hand that I was given. But at the same time, would I have wanted to hear love more? Yeah. Would I have wanted to be showing more affection? Yeah. So instead of allowing her lack of affection to affect me, I, I overly give my baby love. I overly show her because my mom was one of the people. She made the money and worked hard for, so that she could provide for us and get us anything we liked. But at the same time, that's all she knew how to do. All she knew how to do was work and provide. She didn't know how to be affectionate. I didn't understand that until I got older and we were able to communicate. And I'm so grateful that my mom is so open with me about all her experiences and stuff. It helped me learn who she was and who she is. You know what I'm saying? Even when it comes down to her mental health. My mom shared some things with me about her mental health that helped me with my mental health. Instead of kind of making it seem like, oh, she ain't, she ain't never experienced depression. Oh, that ain't nothing but the devil. She, I, I, don't, I ain't never experienced anxiety. That ain't nothing but the devil. Instead, no, baby, this is what I did. You know, this is what happened to me. This is what I felt like. My, my mom literally couldn't walk, y'all, for like six months. They could not figure out what it was. And later on, we found out she had a cognitive brain disorder, which meant that her brain pretty much, she was so smart. She was in school working so hard that her brain literally forgot to tell her legs how to walk. That's how serious mental health could be. She ain't no crazy lunatic. She ain't not. She's, a, she's an accountant. She's a CFO. She's, she got master's degrees. She's amazing. But mental health still got her, too in a way that you would never guess or think. So it's like, we don't realize that we need to have grace with our parents as well, because our parents were growing up just like us. Imagine us at 19 with a baby. Half of us waited, some of us didn't. But imagine us at our parents' age. Were we given what, what we were requiring? Or were we better? Maybe we're better because of our, our, where our parents like that. I have siblings that, you know, they do what they do because of how they were, how they felt or how they were raised. And then there's me who do, I do, I do what I do and how I live because of how I was raised and what, how I was affected. People choose their own route. You have to choose the route you want to take. You can either be better than your parents, allow your parents in so you can learn more about yourself, why, maybe why they weren't there. Think back to when your parents weren't there. What were they doing? Were they on drugs? If they were on drugs, you can't fault them for being on drugs. They didn't know. They were on drugs. If, were they drunkies? You can't fault them for being a drunkie because they were drunk. Were they working? Were they providing for us? They can't be at all the parent-teacher meetings because they don't get off the 6th. The parent-teacher meeting over at 620. Have some grace with your parents because they don't know. Did, did, did you get a new sibling and, and, and you felt like your mom wasn't there for you no more? But what about the fact that maybe you got a new sibling and you were 12, 13, 14, 15? Maybe your mom felt like I waited until my baby was of age before I had another kid because my baby not going to need me that much anymore because now my baby's a teenager. Or now my baby's 18 and my baby not going to need me so much no more. So now I can, I can have a new child now and give that new child more attention because I gave my baby all this attention all the way till they was a teenager, almost grown. And then I decided to have another baby. But then as a parent, also understand, your child might still feel lonely. So acknowledge it. You know what? I didn't know that you felt like I, was, I wasn't there for you. I thought that you were grown enough. I thought that you were a little older. I didn't know that you still needed your mama. I didn't know you still needed your daddy. It's all about communication, y'all. When it comes down to parent hurt, the disconnect there is the lack of acknowledgement. Once we start acknowledging that something happened, I, don't, I might not be able to pinpoint one situation that happened, but something happened, mama. Something happened, daddy. And, and it affected me in ways that you might not, like you didn't you might you might have not knew but you hurt me you hurt me me and my dad didn't always have the best relationship 
at some point, my dad wasn't there for me. He knows. Everybody knows. It's not a secret. But me and my dad are best friends as well. My dad is the most, the greatest granddad I've ever seen in life. My granddad, my dad has been there from the day my daughter was born all the way to the, to now. I ne- my dad, my daughter never lacked thanks to my parents. My daughter never lacked, especially thanks to my dad. Did I lack as a child? Yeah. Was he the greatest to me? No. But guess what? I had to forgive my daddy and realize my daddy was in the streets back then. Now he's a hardworking government worker. He what? He don't know. He didn't know how to be a government worker back then when he was in the streets. I had to understand that. I had to accept that, and I had to move on. Either I let, allow him in my life and and be able to be whatever we can be. Or I think back to the past and I'm missing out on time that I'm never going to get back. I can't go back and I can't get more time. So instead, I decided, you know what? Let me forgive my dad. I forgave my dad. I was probably 13, 14. I was of age. But at the same time, now it's like me and my dad are best friends. We got matching tattoos. I call my dad. I can cry. I can vent. I can, I can tell him any type of secret I want to tell him. My daddy going to hold it. Anything I have, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, any ideas I might run across my dad, he going to – it's like the bond that I always wanted I have now. I can't complain because right now I'm accepting the things I cannot change. I can't change the past. If my daughter called my dad right now, he come and running. If I would have called him back at her age, he would have never even answered the phone. That's okay. It's all right. It's over with. I'm it's 2023. Now we have to move on. That's why I tell people when it comes down to parent hurt, you cannot hold, you cannot hold your parents fully and all wholeheartedly accountable for their actions. You can at certain degrees, you still have to have grace. I'm not saying don't hold them fully accountable. I'm not saying don't hold them accountable at all because at some point they have to be accountable for the fact that they hurt you, but also have some grace with them and understand that they didn't probably mean to hurt you. You hurting you wasn't on the radar. It wasn't a part of their plan, but it happened. And once you acknowledge that it happened, now navigate ways to communicate with each other. Parents, let them vent. Let them let it out. Let's see what a disconnect is so you can get your child back. Maybe you won't get your child until you acknowledge the fact that, oh yeah, you know what? I didn't realize what I did hurt you. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. And I'm sorry. I really am. Because I didn't know, baby. I didn't. And honestly, y'all, I'm telling you, it'll change the trajectory of y'all relationship. So many bonds can be broken. I mean, so many bonds can be broken by a simple miscommunication. And once the communication is mended, everything back together, now you whole again. Because not only does that child that's now an adult, that carry that still moment where you hurt them all the way through, not only are they now an adult, they're also a broken child that were able to be healed now. They, they can heal that ch- childhood trauma and be better adults than they were. They were never going to be because I'm telling you, people that hurt and they, and they hold on to that still moment and they never move on. They have a hard time navigating as good people as adults because they can't be good people. They don't know how to be good people because they're holding on to past trauma. You got to forgive. You have to forgive. That's where the disconnect is at. Forgive people. Let people go because they're, they have a stronghold on you. People will move on with their lives and you realize you'll still be pissed off at them. Somebody out there having fun in the pool, swimming, enjoying their family at a cookout and you pissed off with them and you ain't going to the cookout because you're mad. You're mad. You're mad. And they're not even mad no more. Forgive them. You're holding on to stuff that has nothing. People will be mad at situations that don't have nothing to do with them. Now they still beefing. So you never realize why you don't really get in the middle of your friend's drama. Because for one, when them and they, when them and they partner make back up, you still mad. 
when you ain't have to get in the middle of it anyways. Learn how to let people vent without you projecting. Let, let them vent without you harboring feelings and emotions for them. You cannot be in their shoes. Sorry. You can't hold the hurt for them. You can't hold the pain for them. So even when it comes to your friends, you can't be mad at your friend's parents because they mad at them. My friends be mad at their parents, their mamas and daddies all the time. And I promise you, I still, hey, ma, hey, pops, that's just what it is. I can't, I can't be mad at your parents because you mad at them. They didn't do to you what they, they didn't do to me what they did to you. It's disrespectful. I can't do that. But in the end of the day, I'm your friend. My job is to be your friend, your counselor, your therapist, whatever you need me to be. I am that. But my job is not to be enemies with your parents. I'm one of those friends. You call me and talk to me about your man. We're going to vent today. That's my brother tomorrow. I, ain't, I don't have time to get in the middle of that. Y'all break up today. Y'all back together tomorrow. I don't have time to get in the middle of that. My job is to be your friend. Do you want a vent or do you want advice? That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's my only job. As a, as a child, as a sister, as a sibling, I have siblings. I'm the oldest. I'm the second oldest on my dad's side and I'm the oldest on my mom's side. When it comes down to my siblings or anything that they're going through, I'm there for them. They mad at our parents or whatever. We going we gonna to hash it out. Go ahead and sell them out because they deserve to be sold out right now. They pissed you off. But then tomorrow, y'all got to talk about that. That's me. I love peace. Peace will always be still when you allow peace within. You allow peace within your space and your mind. When you don't want to be angry, you won't be. But people that want to hold on to anger, be careful with them. Because they holding on to ill feelings and all kinds of issues and stuff like that. If they can't let go of something, be careful of them. Them are the ones that have all the spirits and negative energies around them. Them the ones you don't need to be around. Them ones that just can't let it go. And I'm not talking about them people that's dealing with toxic parents and toxic people. There are some toxic parents out here. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. There are some toxic parents that no matter how much you say they hurt, they can't accept it. They're not in the same place. You don't try to come to them properly. You don't try to communicate with them the right way. And they just don't seem to understand. We're not talking about them. Once you did your part, honored your parent, did what you need to do, that's it. That's it. That's all you can do. You can't do nothing else about it. We're not talking about them. We're talking about having grace with those parents that honestly and truly may not know that they hurt you. And you come to them and you come at them. And that's why they ain't accepted it yet. Try another way. Also, parents, acknowledge the fact that your child probably is hurt. And instead of saying you ain't go through that, you know what? I apologize that this happened to you. But I can't go back in time. But I can only be here now and be better for you. I'm sorry I didn't listen to you as a child, but I'm here now. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry will go a long way. But don't just say it out your mouth. Mean it with your heart. Because I'm telling you, a, a broken child is, are, those, are those children sometimes that grow up to be so great, but they really only so great because they didn't want to be nothing like you. They only so great because they, they didn't want any attachments to you. You don't want that. I want, I want to be such a role model to my baby that she want to be just like me when she grow up or better. I love my baby. When I used to say, I used to always joke around, you want to be me badly. I used to tell my daughter all the time, you want to be me badly. You want to be me badly. I stopped saying that. Because my, my baby started saying, and, and yes, I do. And yes, I do. I'm like, you know what? I love that. I, I, you can want to be me as much as you want. Because it comes to show that I'm doing something right. My baby don't like standing like nowhere. She loves to be home. Some people might look at it as you always with your five-year-old. I don't mind that. For one, I love the fact that my baby feels so good at home that she don't want to be other places because when I was young, I always wanted to be at somebody else's house. Everybody else's house was funner than mine. You know, at some point, you know, because a lot of reasons. But everybody else's house was funner than mine. And I love that my baby want to be home. I, I don't force her. My baby called me 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm coming. I always want you to know that mama's coming. 
I always want that. My mom used to come get me. If I be at my daddy's people's house or somewhere my anybody's house, cousin's house, wherever, if I call my mom at 3 in the morning, my mom will come to get me. I, I know she come to get me. I don't care what goes. Y'all can tell me not to call her. She coming. And I love that. One thing I can say about my mom and my parents in general, they worked hard to get where they are. And if I didn't do anything else, if I want to be, if I didn't get anything else from either one of my parents, it was to grind, work, and and literally just be. Literally, my mom signed me up for anything I wanted to do. If I wanted to be in chorus, ballet, I was a ballerina, I was a model, I was a dancer, I was in every play, I was in everything. My mom will always sign that paper. It didn't matter. She's signing it. So that's why I said she also, no matter where she lacked, I still grew up to be however I was meant to be. Because at the end of the day, God know the plans he had for us. It ain't meant to harm us. It's meant to prosper us and give us hope for a future. So if you want to have that, you need to connect. I, if I still held on to, to hurt and anger and little things from my parents' past, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be who I am today. My parents literally fueled me. The areas that they lacked, I'm better than them in those areas. And I love that for me because maybe if they didn't lack, I would lack them now. In those areas that they were strong in, I took that. So I took that parts that were strong and I, I took their strengths and became stronger. I took their weaknesses and became strong. And it's like in the end of the day, I'm still probably lacking as a parent. See, when I was younger, mental health wasn't so wicked now like it is now. Mental instability was back. It was well, it was thing. It was a thing back then. But you back then, you was either retarded or strung out. It wasn't really no in between. Nowadays, mental health is a real thing. Everything that they put in food, whatever, you know, is affecting our mentals. So it's like, I feel like my baby, these, you know, our children these days, us younger parents, you know, of children, you know, in the 2000s and stuff, like, I feel like us younger parents, our children have to deal with a different side. They have to deal with our mental health. They have to deal with, I'm not okay today. They have to deal with, I don't feel like it. They have to deal with us yelling at them. Gentle parenting is not easy. And you have to have some grace with yourself too. Have some grace as a parent. Young parents, your children are your nurture spot. You, you, I mean, your children are looking for you for love, nurturing. They're looking for you for caring, calling them. It's not pushing them away every chance you get. It's people that wish their child talked too much. Their children don't even say a word. They might be autistic or something. It's people that wish that their child could just walk and go to the bathroom. Stop complaining about every little thing. I used to be that person. Dang, you always got to go to the bathroom. And I remember being at Walmart one time. And I'm like, my baby was like two years old. Like, mommy, I got to pee. I got to pee. And I'm trying to check out. And I'm like, you always got to pee. You get in my nerves. You always got to pee. And a mom stopped me. And she was like, how old is she? And I'm like, two. And she was like, my daughter's seven. And I wish I could take her to the bathroom. She's bedridden. She had some type of disability or however. And she was completely bedridden, a vegetable. It changed my life. It changed my life. It helped me to be more grateful. And I'm not saying mom guilt not going to happen. I still have moments where she always waiting to the last minute to go to the bathroom. It's still moments where she talked too much. I was telling something. It's still moments where she mommy, 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 mommy. But then in those moments where I start feeling a little bit, you know, like almost to the edge, it's like, you know what? If she couldn't say my name, I would be hurt about it. If she couldn't call me, it, instead of yelling at her, it'd be like, okay, calm down. Also, having moments. I, I communicate with my baby in such a way where I tell her, baby, I need a moment. I used to, ha I used to make, I used to, she used to be cutting up. I need a moment. Close my door, lock my door. She will holler at the door, but I needed a moment. So as long as I needed my moment, she was going to have to let me have a moment. And then when it came down to her, I let her have moments. If she's having a tantrum and she's doing the most, I tell her, go have a moment. Do you need a moment? Once that moment is over, anything you do, now I'm going to discipline you for it because I let you have a moment. 
She can go upstairs. She can cry. She can kick the door down if she wants to. Because when that door opens back up, the moment is over. Allow moments. My baby can have a voice. She can tell me what she don't like. Some people, older people feel like, oh, you, why you let her talk to you like that? What is she talking to me like? She's just telling me how she's feeling. I need to know how she's feeling. I need to know what she likes and don't like. I need to know who's bothering who, who's not. I need to know these things. I want to be that person that she trusts so much with anything. She knows mama's going to handle it. I'm going to fix it. Oh, I'm going to figure it out. I love that my baby, my baby comes to me with anything. I love that because I didn't really do that so much. I do it, and I did at some points. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't because I used to come to my mom about anything. But there were some great areas where I did it. And it's like now, oh, yeah, my, 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 my toenails can be falling off. I'm calling my mama. If anything happens, I'm calling my mama. I don't care what it got to do with what. I'm calling. I'm calling. But be make make peace, you know what I'm saying, with your children, with your parents. Parenting is not easy. I did not I never understood how to be a parent until I became a parent. And until you become a parent, you still might not understand fully what your parents went through back then to raise you. So you can only be better then, you can only fix or you can only move on. And I I, I highly recommend moving on cuz some things can't be fixed. You just got to move on. You got to accept things as though they are and let it be. But anyways, I really, really and truly hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're watching on YouTube or any other platform, just know that we are on all major platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music, um, <laughs> and my miss Spotify. Again, we are on a lot of platforms. So make sure that you tune in to Suddenly Still Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok to catch any little clips from all of our episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great one.